This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, March 6, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. When the president accuses his predecessor of targeting his own campaign for wiretapping, it's worth taking notice. Julian Sanchez, senior fellow at the Cato Institute, says the specific claim that President Obama wiretapped Trump Tower, so far at least, is without support. We don't know exactly how the claim came about, but it can be reasonably uh, assumed or thought that uh, Donald Trump claimed that the Obama administration was wiretapping Trump Tower, and it's important to get those specific words out there after he had read something on Breitbart that had summarized something said by a talk radio host, which followed on from reports from Great Britain about uh, exactly that kind of claim. So, the, you know, if, if you only have 30 seconds to listen, uh, we should get this out of the way. The specific claim made on Twitter by Donald Trump about Barack Obama wiretapping his phones is almost certainly false. There's no public evidence at all to support the idea that anything like that uh, actually happened. Uh, he may have badly garbled um, some reports that are themselves questionable that he was absorbing, it sounds like, second or third hand, um, and we can get to the details of what those entailed. But in terms of the claim he made, that's that's just not true, and I think it is you know, probably uh, is worth just stop pausing to say it's, it's a little bit outrageous to, uh, to, to see the sitting president making an accusation of basically criminal, certainly scandalous uh, conduct by his predecessor. Um, uh, based on essentially no evidence. I mean, this is the president of the United States. If there is classified information supporting that allegation, he is empowered to release it. Um, if he's not sure if it was true, he is empowered to uh, go to his intelligence officials and ask to be briefed on uh, whether uh, he or his staff had been wiretapped. Um, and instead, he went on a rant on Twitter, and now essentially his aides are saying, they don't want to defend that claim. It's up to Congress to investigate. Um, that is that is not conduct that is reassuring to see from uh, from the commander in chief of the armed forces. So just just to clarify, though, that the president of the United States is uniquely positioned to bring forward the evidence of the of such a claim. Well, so if there were classified information, the president is empowered to declassify it. He could say, I mean, well, so one, if it were on based on classified information, he was essentially have already publicized it um, by by tweeting this accusation. Um, but if there were more detail behind it, he's uh, perfectly able to say, uh, I think this is evidence of illegal conduct by my predecessor, and I hereby declassify it. Um, even if he weren't ready to do that, he again is in a unique position to um, demand that his subordinates inform him whether uh, any of these allegations are true. Uh, that that doesn't appear to have happened. Certainly, I think we would have been hearing about it in the last 24 hours if uh, if uh, if there were some further basis. So uh, the people who made this this something similar of a claim uh, were journalists in Great Britain. What what did what were the claims that they made? So what Trump seems to have been acting. I mean, his, what staff. Uh, from the White House have told reporters he was responding to was an article in Breitbart News. And there's a long game of telephone here, which was summarizing uh, claims made by the conservative radio uh, talk show host Mark Levin. Uh, and those, in turn, were based on some reports in the British press, uh, initially back in, uh, I think, uh, uh, November on a British blog called Heat Street, uh, and then uh, somewhat more credibly, perhaps uh, a few months uh, a few months later in uh, the Guardian and uh, the BBC, 
And I think actually the U.S. wire service McClatchy may have uh, had a, a sort of single source uh, indicating that, that those reports were, were correct. Um, those reports were actually quite vague. And the one thing that they actually are in agreement on is that there was not a wiretap order targeting the Trump campaign directly, which is consistent with what the former director of national intelligence has said uh, and what uh, uh, FBI director James Comey apparently has been urging the Justice Department to say publicly. Uh, what those reports indicated was something different, which is that in the course of an interagency investigation into Russian influence on the presidential election, which it's not surprising that there was such an investigation. Um, there was, perhaps over the summer, initially some attempt to get some kind of order, whether a full-blown wiretap order or a more limited order for financial records um, from the FISA court, the Secret Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. They had initially, in that application for an order, uh, referenced for associates of Donald Trump. So we're imagining folks like uh, Paul Manafort and uh, uh, Carter Page. Um, with ties to Russia, and in particular that they were curious about following up leads about potential funneling of funds from Russia to uh, campaign officials, uh, that the FISA court declined to approve some initial applications that may have directly referenced or targeted those people, uh, but then later in October did issue an order targeting uh, Russian financial institutions. And again, it's not clear whether this was an electronic surveillance or wiretap order, um, which would have been for electronic communications, not for telephone conversations, probably, and then uh, uh, that, that—or or whether it was rather a, um, something like a 215 order for business records, which would also be useful in tracking the flows of uh, funds. Um, so it's, I think, a little bit of a red flag, incidentally, that th these reports are from January. I know that the intelligence and national security reporters at The Washington Post and The Wall Street Journal and The New York Times have all been working pretty hard to run down their own reporting on this, and we really haven't seen much in the way of, uh, of follow-up reporting out those claims. That sends up a red flag for me because those are some folks who are very deeply sourced in the intelligence community. But um, it's not on face implausible that there would have been this investigation, that uh, some sort of FISA process would have been sought, and it might have looked for um, traces of financial uh, flows from Russia, uh, potentially to uh, people associated with the campaign. That is, A, not in itself inappropriate, and B, um, so wildly unrelated to what Trump alleged that um, it's it's really kind of night and day. Um, so, but from a from a thirty thousand foot view, if you're just talking about Russians and wiretaps and the presidential election, it would you'd be forgiven for believing that there could be some direct connection. Uh, I, you know, I I, I, just, I just think there there is just such a huge difference to my mind between looking for records of financial records by targeting. Russian banks and wiretapping a presidential campaign. I mean, those are those are very different things in my mind. But it does seem like um, you know a lot of different things are happening. Right? We have stories about uh, leaks involving wiretaps of, let's say, a Russian ambassador that picked up conversations with Michael Flynn. Uh, other reports about tracking of communications between uh, Trump campaign officials and Russian intelligence. All of that probably is via routine surveillance of foreign agents that the intelligence community conducts 
because that's their job, not because they're um, doing any sort of specific uh, Trump campaign-related surveillance. Um, but one can imagine, right, that when those are all bundled together in one story, that's sort of building a, a kind of conspiracy theory about, uh, um, you know, the deep state warring on the Trump administration, uh, that you could muddle those all together and uh, imagine that it was— uh, uh, you know, a, a story about Obama ordering wiretaps. I say you could be forgiven for muddling those all together if you were kind of reading quickly, uh, you know, on your on your way out the door to the office. Um, I think probably you shouldn't be forgiven for making that public accusation as president um, without looking into it a little further. Um, and all of that said, look, I mean, the reason I think to some extent this has leverage is this has been an extraordinarily leaky. Uh, first month and a half of a presidential administration, uh, there have been leaks involving wiretaps where even if the wiretaps themselves were perfectly legal, they probably were. Um, you know, it's not—it's legal to t wiretap the Russian ambassador, and if uh, the incoming national security advisor was captured in those conversations, that would be legitimate foreign intelligence that it was uh, uh, legal to disseminate. Um, but it would be illegal—it is indeed illegal—for that information to then be leaked outside uh, appropriate cleared people within government. So. Um, you can understand why this administration sees themselves as uh, being on the wrong end of uh, a lot of resistance from either intelligence officials or former intelligence officials or, you know, alternatively, other cleared people who may have been briefed on some of these investigations. Um, so to that extent, kind of independent of the almost certainly false accusations made by uh, Donald Trump on Twitter. It is not a terrible idea if, when Congress conducts their own review of uh, Russian interference in the election, they also kick the tires a little bit and uh, see what investigative methods were deployed by the FBI. Uh, and it's worth doing that because our history suggests that, um, you know, surveillance that touches on a presidential campaign is a very high, uh, high risk of abuse scenario. And we know of examples, plenty of examples from our history where even perfectly legitimate in their inception intelligence or national security investigations have led to the collection of derogatory information or even just useful politically strategic information that was later inappropriately shared with political officials. Uh, and so because of that inherent risk, it's not necessarily a bad idea for Congress to ask for a little bit more detail uh, from the FBI about that, not because of anything Trump said or because these claims about wiretapping Trump Tower are likely to be true, uh, but because that is independently not a bad idea. Julian Sanchez is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate this podcast at iTunes and Google Play and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>